What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse. And listen, you guys know I love plugging HBCU students into opportunities. That's why I'm pleased to announce that we partnered with the Apollo Documentary for HBCU Career Week. Powered by HBCU Pulse, HBCU students will be able to see a free virtual screening of the Emmy Award-winning Apollo Documentary and also be a part of a Q&A series with industry leaders, and they're going to talk to you about getting the career you want in entertainment. It's going down March 26th to the 31st. Make sure to follow the Apollo Doc on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more information. From the shade room to your news feed, we brag different. You're locked into HBCU Pulse, now trending worldwide. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of Pulse Radio, here on this lovely Women's History Month. Happy Women's History Month to all the amazing women out there, especially folks that are listening. And I want to do this for Women's History Month. So as I record this right now, it's the middle of Women's History Month. And literally, we're a week from International Women's Day. And I did a spotlight on HBCU Pulse about the Johnson family. But I feel like for the women in my life, I love me some black women. And there's so many amazing women around me that inspire me. So I'm like, you know what? Let me step it up a little bit. So for these next couple weeks, I want to do a spotlight of individual women that I know in my life that are really shaping, molding me and inspiring me. So I want to start. I want to start with Georgia. I want to start with public HBCUs. I want to start with that Fort Valley, Albany State, Savannah State connection. So I want to start with Jalen McKee. Jalen McKee is a former Miss Savannah State University, 2016 2017 when I was a sophomore and she also is the owner of Jay McKee and Co which is a public relations firm that's dedicated to enhancing client visibility delivering high quality service and developing strategic communication plans that protect brands and generate awareness and for what I know for what I understand she's continuing Olivia Pope's legacy it's handled if you watch scandal you know what's up like she making it happen in that way Uh, Jalen inspires me so much because she's an HBCU alum that's making it happen and living her dreams. And she's the epitome of grinding to get where you need to be. And the fact that she's also the epitome of what I've always said since I was younger is that age isn't a factor. Like I was a sophomore at Fort Valley State University when I found out about Jalen McKee and Literally years later, she's working with brands such as BET and Tidal. Her clients are on Good Morning America, and she's doing all these amazing things. And literally looking at Jalen through my matriculation at Fort Valley, you know, I graduated in 2019. It inspired me that, hey, I can do this. I can keep going and I can make things happen. Let's go on and get into it. I had the opportunity to speak with Jalen on J13. She is a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And I had an opportunity to interview her about her student leadership experience at Savannah State University and also her career as a publicist. Tap, tap, tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. Hey. Hey. So let me ask you, so, so how are you feeling today? Um, I'm an adult now, so I've been on calls back to back. I've been working. I've been glued to my computer. Mm. It's definitely not like any of my other J13s before. But you know what, though? That's okay because I'm blessed. 
I'm happy. I'm doing what I love to do. And so that's all that matter. I'm going to dinner with a soror after mm. this. So, you know, um, you know, it's just J13 as a grown woman. <laughs> right, listen, I understand. I understand. Especially that grad life. So let's go and just get into the interview. So, you know, you went to Savannah State University. You were Miss Savannah State University. But tell us, you know, why did you choose Savannah State University as your as your institution? So the reason why I, you know, you know, it's a funny story, and I tell this story all the time, honestly. But um, the reason why I chose Savannah State University was because, um, sad to say, it was a last resort. Uh, honestly, at first, now, 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 now keep following me with this story now. So in the beginning, I was so... I was so bent on going to Spelman College. Like, I just knew that Spelman College was going to be the college for me. Um, I went to the A Day in Your Life. I went to, you know, just about all of the Spellhouse homecomings because my older cousin was at Morehouse, and I was already in Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. So I just figured, like, Spelman, and I'm, and I'm an only child. Mm -hmm. And so I just felt like Spelman College was just going to be that, that number one, that premier choice. Like, I just... I just embodied myself as this Spelman woman, but long story short, God had other plans, and so I took my butt to Savannah, Georgia, and the reason why, and let me tell y'all, this is a funny, let me tell y'all the real reason why I picked Savannah State. I had a choice. I literally was like, so my options were Fort Valley or Savannah State. Mm -hmm. that, that was the, I was an upper bound. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with upper bound, yes. but I was an upper bound, and so my upward bound director was like, listen, I can hook you up. Uh, you know, your, your choices are limited because I purposely only applied to one school. I didn't want to go to any other school. I did, now, I did get accepted into Xavier, but I only applied for one school, and that was Spelman. Mm -hmm. So my, and my, mom, my mom was like, we don't have Spelman money, so you better go with what your upward bound director says for you to do. So he said you can either go to Georgia State, child, or you could go to Fort Valley or Savannah State. Mm -hmm. The only reason why I picked Savannah State was because they had palm trees and a beach. <laughs> <laughs> As a Fort Valley graduate, I can tell you that we don't have that at all. Exactly. <laughs> I looked it up. I said, oh, Savannah State is cute. They got palm trees on the campus. I'm going there. That's, that's, that's it. The rest was history. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. So at Savannah State, you like you had you a legendary student leadership career. So tell us about that student. Oh yes, I do. I do. And, and you're gonna see how much I think is legendary in a second. Okay. <laughs> but like, tell us just about your student leadership journey at Savannah State. Oh, child, it's been a minute. Um, okay, let's see. So, so freshman year, I was almost um, not about to go to Savannah State because for two days I didn't have housing. Um, and so housing was very backed up that year. I think that they had accepted way more students um, than they had housing. And so I think it was a situation where my mother was like, look, if you don't get housing, you coming back to Atlanta with me, you're just going to have to go to community school. And I was crying my eyes because I, I, went from think, I went from thinking I was too good at Savannah State to damn near begging Savannah State to, to take my little ass in, excuse my language. And so um, I walked up to this lady who was now my mentor to this day, who was who was my soror, who, who actually wrote my Delta letter. Mm. I walked to her as a freshman, and I was like, listen, listen, ma'am, my mother is trying to make me go back to Atlanta with her. Can you get me? I don't care where I'm going to be. Can you just get me somewhere? Mm -hmm. 
So she pulled me to the side. I didn't even know who she was. I didn't even know like she was in high. She was a she was the higher up at. She was she was um the title three director, and she was the she was the chief of staff to the president. Wow. So I didn't know all of this at the time. I just walked up to the first lady who I saw. She pulled me to the side. She said, "Look, I'll make a deal with you. If you come here and I and I help you out, you have to have the best HBCU experience." Can you do that for me? I said, I'll do whatever you want me to do. So she put me in, so she put me in brand new, brand new dorms, brand new housing. Um, I had a handicapped room, so thank God, because I'm Ooh. only a child. So I didn't even have I didn't even have a roommate my freshman year. Wow. And so from that point forward, I made a promise to her and myself, I'm going to make the best out of Savannah State University. Although this was the school that I did not want to go to, Savannah State gave me a chance. Mm. And so with that being said, um, first thing, first thing, first, I hit the ground running. I did what I knew. Well, I did what I did best, pageants. So I ran to be the residential queen for my universe, for, for my, um, for my resident. So I was Miss Tiger Court. And so I was a resident queen for two years. And so after that, I became Miss University Village. Um, and I think in between that, I think I, I did my very first, um, women organization. I joined, I'm a member of the National Council of Negro Black Women. Um, I was on student, not, oh, child, not student council, SGA, Student Government Association. Uh, what else did I do? I was on Freshman Academy. Um, so after my, I want to say my sophomore year, after I was a residential queen for two years, I was Miss University Village. Oh, child, I was, I was a Tiger Ambassador. Um, so I, I gave tours around for the students. What else did I do, honey? I was a timeless model. I was, um, if, if y'all, listen, for all y'all who y'all y'all know how how the, the modeling organizations y'all play, um, whoo, child, what did I do? I was a timeless model. Um, I I was a part of um, PRSSA, mm -hmm. so the Public Relations um, Society of America for the students. Um, and then I I ran for Miss Junior. I was Miss Junior. Uh, and then what else did I do? Um, I was really heavily involved with the Mass Comm Department. Um, Oh, child, I, I just, I did so much. I think I did. Big Papa, Big Papa's on here. Big Papa, what else did I do? I did so much. You, clearly um, you did more. <laughs> I did, I did every year. I was, I was so busy. Like, I, I had assistance when I was, when I was, when I was in college. I don't even know how I did that. How you, how you a college student and you got other college students being, but it, it was. I know how that feels. <laughs> they, were my, they were my babies though. It was really like a mentorship. It was a mentorship thing. Um, I did a little bit of everything, but in the end, um, senior year, I did run and I became Miss Savannah State University 2016, 2017. And then I also um, pledged the greatest sorority um, known to man, which is Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And that's how I ended that's how I ended my uh, my matriculation. And here we are today. <laughs> here we are today. So let's talk about that Miss Savannah State journey. So it, it's crazy to say this, but you were Miss Savannah State University in the mid-2010s. Like, it feels like that was yesterday. But, like, it, that was my sophomore year. So, like, you were Miss Savannah State in the mid-2010s. So tell us about your reign and that experience back then. Listen, times have changed. Um, and yeah. I sound so old. It's, it's been, what did I graduate? I graduated in 2017. So I ran... 2016. So it's coming up on what five years? Five years. Yes, yeah, crazy. Oh, um, okay. So let's see. Let me let me. It's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. Okay, <laughs> boom. So I so at the time I was Miss Junior. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna tell y'all a secret. 
Can I tell y'all a secret? want to hear it. All right. So, when I was Miss Junior, the real reason why I even ran for all these positions was because, and I hope, Lord Jesus, I hope the, I hope the baby ain't, don't get on this, on this live, but the real reason why I ran for these positions was because my boyfriend from back at home had broke up with me. So I was going through a really bad breakup, right? And so at the time, I needed something to keep me busy. And so because I was a mass comm student, I was like, listen, like I can run for these positions and I can practice my profession. And if I'm good at it, then I'm going to be a publicist. But if I'm not good at it, then I don't think I need to be a publicist. Mm. So that's kind of how I measured. Like that's how I married, you know, being being a queen and now like what I am today like it's so crazy so you know shout out to him but like that is the real reason why I ran so when I was Miss Junior like I needed something to get, keep me busy so I ran so I ran for Miss Junior so after that I was like okay so everybody was like so while everybody wanted to stash in the crown I was just like okay I just want to make sure I can practice PR because I was that kid in the mass comm department sophomore year like where's the internships? And they was like, baby, you don't need an internship until your junior year. And I'm like, no, where are the internships? So because nobody was giving me the experience, I said, you know what? I'm going to make my own experience and I'm going to run for these positions and I'm going to practice. And so that's what the Miss Savannah State campaign grew to be. It was practice for PR. It was practice to see if I could be a real public relations professional. Mm -hmm. And so I'm talking about, we started a whole year early, right? So I had literally, um, I had all types of Savannah State alumna. So my NCNW advisor was, was my mentor and she was an alum of Savannah State. And so we had a really close relationship. I'm talking about my whole break. It was not a break. Like once I made up in my mind, like, okay, I want to be Miss Savannah State to see if I could really do PR like I took it, like I took myself serious, like as if I was my own client. And so we sat down, we came up with a strategy. We came up with a game plan. You know, I had ambassadors. I had freshman ambassadors. I had sophomore ambassadors. I had junior ambassadors. Um, you know, I had a street team, right? So I had, so I had my marketing team. I had my social media team. I had my prayer team. I had my styling team. I had my glam squad. I had, listen, I had everybody lined up. We had a, we had a secret group meet, group meet. We was doing secret meetings. We would have a secret meetings on campus because, you know, at the time, you cannot you you cannot technically meet up with your campaign right. team until after you get approved to run. But who got time to do that? You right. know what I'm saying? We had to prepare for that, um, you know, a year in advance. And so, um, you know, I, I just thoroughly prepared, um, you know, the day before campaign. And, you know, I just, I just really hate that these queens don't have that experience, but their experiences, like, you know, everyone experiences is one to their own. Um, but the only thing I can speak on is mine. And I literally, this is my favorite part of the campaign. I was sick to my stomach. I was in knots. We didn't already announce ourselves. You know, you kind of, kind of do your little declaration, like, you know, hello. Um, but after you get approved and it, it is time to get the show rolling, literally, um, I don't even think like it was spring break. I don't even think I had a spring break because um, I was at I was at the the print company place on campus. I, I forget what it's called. I was there and I was at Staples. Staples was down the street and I was printing all my banners. I was printing all my flyers. I was printing all my marketing materials. I was getting my T-shirts together. I was getting my table set up. Um, and so I had my team. 
we had walkie-talkies. We had a pickup truck. We had, I had people stationed because campaign started at 12 o'clock that night going into that Monday. I said, okay, this is not a game. Um, up top, I need three people at top. When we first walk into the school, I need three people stationed over here. I need to pick up truck right here at this location. And so I had everybody positioned. And so when we got that green light, once we were, everybody was stationed. I said, I need everybody in position at 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, I had my freshman babies coming back. It was like their camp, like other people's campaign team, my campaign team, they was about to go neck and neck. I said, uh-uh, we not going to be messy. No, that goes. Whoever get there first is, is is what it is. Right. It was so intense. It was like Hunger Games. It was, but but it was one of the most funnest times of my life. Like we were literally on campus, like late at night, getting ready to put my banners up. And so when we put the banners up, like at the same time that, the, that it was time for my banners to get put up, I had my social media team in place. I said, "All right, y'all ready for these flyers? Okay, this is the caption." This is the this is the uh, this is the teaser photo. We I was like you know we're not gonna give them too much at twelve o'clock. We gonna we gonna release our real flyer once everybody else dropped their flyers. And then so from there, like it was just so much fun. Like I think that the best experience about that was like like freshmen were connecting with seniors and juniors, and like I feel like those people had meaning uh, like had had fostered real relationships with each other at the end. It was like an experience within itself within those within those two weeks like I wasn't eating I wasn't sleeping like I remember literally like walking like when it was time to like reveal like who won Miss Savannah State like like Miss Savannah State was so intense on our campus it was three of us running it was so intense and so the day that they announced it I remember like I couldn't eat I wow. couldn't sleep like people had to like well, I thought I was walking to my funeral like that's how I remember like I remember like People just had to like hold me and walk me, and like I sat in the bed and I was just like this the whole time. I ain't had no makeup on, I I couldn't. I ain't had no lashes on, and baby, when they called my name, like it was like an outer body experience. It wow. was just like it was it was a moment between me and God, but I wouldn't trade that experience for the world. Like I think at the time as college students, like we didn't even realize about like the outside world. Like it was like being on the HBC was like really being on the island, like. I didn't know what was going on in politics. I didn't know what was going on in the real world. I didn't know anything but what mattered in that moment. And it was it was it was winning. And so when I did that, I said, okay. Like the first thing I said to myself, I said, okay, Jayla, you can go be a publicist now. <laughs> so you know what's so interesting? So I, I have to, you know, just bring this up. So I so I first learned about you. So you were Miss Savannah State when I was a sophomore and I had just got an SGA. And my SGA president, Lawrence Malloy. Who, oh my <laughs> Lawrence Valor, who got me in student leadership. The reason why I'm even here talking to you right now is who I just, all, he always talk about you like, Jalen's amazing. She's going to be this PR magnet. She's doing all this great stuff at Savannah State. So I was I like, I was like, who is Jalen McKee? Because, you know, Fort Valley, Albany, Savannah so close. So yeah. what happened was, you know, like time passes and I'm about to graduate. So I'm like, okay, I've started HBCU Pulse. Pulse is growing. So, you know, I'm I'm thinking about, okay, what do I do? I want to do this mass comp thing. So then I saw your Instagram. So mm -hmm. you came up to me again as far as I just seen, like, Jalen McKee, I think I know her. And I was I'm like, this who Molo was talking about. So what was crazy is that I really became weird craning with you in August of 2018, right? You were on a podcast called the HBCU Podcast. And it's crazy because I've, I've already heard this story because you told the story 
on the podcast. And here's the thing. So here's what I'm going to do. Check this out. And I always tell people, you know, when they ask me, how did you get your first client? I always tell people I was my first client. I literally put 200% in my campaign when I ran for Miss Savannah State. People were able to download Miss SSU app for me on both Android and it was iOS compatible. When I won, I didn't realize that I was just evolving into this woman. And I just learned so many different skills. I learned how to event planning leadership, even when it came down to the um Ebony Magazine, you know, we do this HBCU um, campus, Queens, HBCU campus campaign. Queens campaign, actually being getting a chance to be featured in the magazine. Didn't even realize that was my first media place. And when you, when you said that was my first media place, but I was like, oh, this is making sense. Like, oh, my gosh. So it's so crazy. I tell you, so it's so crazy because like we had the J9 show with another Jalen, Jalen Baker, who's a Sigma. And he said this on the show with CDK on Saturday. My career didn't start as soon as I graduated. I graduated in a direction that I would recommend that no student do. I was a stellar student leader, but I let that student leader piece overpower me preparing for my life and preparing for those things that I need to get ready for. So when I graduated, I had no idea what I was going to do. I had no job and everything. So I want to ask you this question because I think, you know, we see two perspectives. Jalen is great. He's doing his thing at St. Augustine's and you have your own company. So I, I want to, you to speak to just everyone, the Queens, just everybody watching. So how do you transition from that student leadership role to really taking over that alumni role and really doing what you want to do as far as your dreams? Like, how do you do that? I love, first and foremost, I love that question because I feel like that's something that, um, you know, our university just really didn't prepare us for. I feel like I gave so much of myself to my university. And when it was all said and done, I looked up and I'm like, oh, shit, you know, I'm about to graduate and I'm about to go into the real world. And I always say, I always wish somebody would have pulled me to the side and been like, Jalen, what are you going to do? Like, I knew I wanted to be a publicist, but like, did I have the steps that I have the, that I had the tools to get me there? No. And so, you know, I use myself as an example of how I got to X, Y, and Z um, as an example for any other queen coming after me. So all the queens, all my baby queens, they know when they reach out to me, I'm not giving you advice on how to run your reign. I'm not giving you advice on the of, of the things to do, of the things not to do. I'm pulling, I'm pulling you to the side and I'm saying, what's the plan? What are you doing? What do you need? How can I be of assistance? Because um, you know, we just simply like that's just an area of focus that our HBCU just didn't didn't tell us. It didn't tell us, and so the way I was able to pick myself up, I had to. It was a mindset change, honestly. I had a um, I had a really hard reset, and I think uh, what what helped me with that transition a little faster was was my tribe, was the people around me. I tell people all the time, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right. And so I moved, I, I immediately moved from Atlanta, from Savannah, straight to New York. Um, because because I had in the back of my mind, I had an idea. I just didn't know the tools or the steps to get there. But I, I knew, I believed in myself. I believed in myself along this way. And the other, and the only thing that, that, that held me back, or really didn't help me back, but kind of pushed me was, you know, what could go wrong? Like, like the worst that could happen is, you know, you go home. And so... You know, I took a risk on myself. 
I took a risk on myself when I ran from Miss Savannah State. Like, and that same gut feeling that I had, you know, I went with that. So, you know, I think the first step about it is being self-aware. I think the first step about it is kind of acknowledge. I think one thing about us as HBCU students is, you know, yes, for four years we lived on an island, but okay, there is life after this. Right. And so once I register and I process in my mind and the people around me, a lot of the people who are around me and who are who are a part of my my core tribe, my community, are, were Savannah State alum who were very successful in their career. And so I was able to kind of get that firsthand mentorship of Jalen you had an amazing rain baby but it's over let it go mm. what are you gonna do next and the and the minute I registered that is how I, that's, that's when I started like shifting my focus because I feel like for so long like we, we have a hard time letting go right you have a hard time like okay like you graduated and yes you can pour back into your community and yes you can mentor these these people but you, I wanted to also be that person that people looked up to to say, like, I want this person to be my mentor. How was I going to be that person if I was still stuck at Savannah State? Exactly. Like, I wanted to be one of those alums, like, where, you know, you hear all these amazing things about these alums from, from Howard and FAMU and, you know, Jackson State. Like, you hear about all these amazing people. But, like, the only person who we really had was Shannon Sharp. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, now granted, I'm not. It's I'm more, not but yeah. I'm not discrediting anyone that, you know, came out of Savannah State and right. are doing amazing things. But as, 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 at least for my profession, there wasn't, I, I couldn't think of any other publicist that came out of Savannah State. Right. But so I have to create this lane for myself. Like, I, I have to create this lane for the next 10 years. Like, like one of my, my lifelong goals is to actually go back to the Savannah State Communications Department and really be an adjunct professor. Oh. But I want the students to be excited. Like, oh, like, yeah, we got we got Professor McKee coming. Like, like, oh, she's done X, Y, and Z in the industry. And so, like, I, I needed to have a why. A why past being Miss Savannah State, a why past being a Delta, a why past, you know, all of the accolades that I did. Because at the end of the day, what the sad reality with student leadership that I feel like we don't talk enough about is what's next. Exactly. Okay, that was cute, but what but what are you doing after? How are you establishing your identity after? And I feel like so much so many of us, we have a hard time because we literally I, I, I tell people all the time when I went to when I went to New York, I think New York was a was a was an amazing hard reset for me because you know North and South, right? Like there are no HBCUs in in North in New York. Right. Like there are people who went to HBCUs that live in New York, but there aren't. So that HBCU culture, that Southern culture, that doesn't exist. So me going up to, I, I was working at Hot ninety seven. I'm working with all these celebrities. They're like, you know, what is that? You was an HBCU queen. What is that? <laughs> you a Delta? What's that? Wow. And so it was a very. I went from being dead girl to. Girl, 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 who are you? So, like, it was a very humbling experience, uh, you know, being out of my comfort zone and having to recreate my identity and just figuring it out. But I had to believe in myself. I had to have that same gut feeling that I had um, when I was getting ready to run for Miss Savannah State. 
Um, so I, you know, I hope that ha- answered the question. Oh, I'm you talking. you answered the question just so beautifully, and it's, and it's crazy because like, and it's just like a full circle moment because I don't know if you remember, but 2019 after Founders Day, I remember I paid your consultation fee, and we talked for like an hour that afternoon about what I wanted, you know, post to be. <laughs> And all those different things. And like you really gave me a lot of perspective just within, you know, just the journey. So I just want to say thank you. You know what I'm saying? Just for that moment, because, you know, yeah, like Pulse has become, you know, this thing. And it's like it was that moment that we really talked. And it was like, I got to take this seriously. I literally like like I was in the dorm with, you know, the eventual Miss Fort Valley, Takiria Moore. We were talking about her campaign. And I was like, hey, y'all, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to these notes. I'm taking notes right now on the call with Jalen. Y'all, y'all can have that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, like, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about 2021. <laughs> I was thinking about that back then. Um, but check this out. So we have Taryn Tyson, who is Miss Claflin University, and she is uh, a diva as well. So Taryn, hey, Taryn, you here? Hi, Thor, and happy Founders Day. Happy Founders Day, baby. How are you? I'm good. This is my first Founders Day. And so my first question for you is this. Um, you know, from your first Founders Day to now, what is one thing, one piece of advice you would give to fellow sorors, um, that are Neo, super Neos, <laughs> like myself? Uh, what, what's some advice you would give us uh, moving forward into these next, well, into this lifetime, really, of being um, a part of this sorority? Um, that's a beautiful question. Um, I would definitely, um, advise for you to love, love on your line sisters. Um, you know, love on your chapter. Um, you know, I, I, you know, it's so funny. Um, my first founders day, um, I wasn't with my line sisters. I was actually in New York sacrificing and grinding it out broke as hell. Um, but, um, what I did do was I did reach out, um, to some local sorors. And I had a profile, actually, um, you know, that I got a chance to spend Founders Day with. And it just made me um, so appreciative of the sisterhood, um, so appreciative of the sorority, um, because some of the things that I learned while I was online, you know, we were able to sing songs. We were really able to fellowship. And, and, you know, some of those moments, you know, you have to understand, you can't get these moments back. You know, that's one thing, like, me and my line sisters were talking about today, like, you know, we posting all our old pictures from when we crossed and stuff, and we like, dang, we were just babies. But, you know, really, like, really love on your chapter. Really love on your line sisters. Love on, you know, just any soror that you've made a connection with, whether she wrote your letter, you know, whether she's a soror, you know, whether she's your HBCU um, sister queen, um, but she's still a soror. You know, really make those memories because, you know, these memories, especially undergrad, you can't get those back. So, you know, I really say just really, really be in the moment. Definitely, definitely. Thank you. And um, another question that I have just based off of what you just said, um, your sister queens. Um, So there are many of us that are uh, deltas. What is the best way I think, um, you know, I think kind of there's split personality sometimes. Uh, sometimes you have that nuggets you buck type of personality, and sometimes, you know, you have to be very regal and very classy. Um, all of those things kind of go together, but what is the best way to intertwine all of those different things, whether it be um, a part of a sorority or be a queen on campus? What is the best and most beautiful way that you can possibly intertwine all of those attributes of yourself? Um, that's a great question um, because at the end of the day, um, you know, I, although I didn't get a chance to cross until the end of my reign, 
you know, one thing about Jalen is, you know, understanding who, you know, I'm a, I'm a student first, you know, you know, I came to Savannah State to get a degree. Um, and so I, I want to make sure that I, I leave Savannah State with a degree. <laughs> um, and so, so that would be my number one advice, you know, understand why you came to school. Um, make sure you get your degree. Um, the other part of the advice that I would give you is understand that there's a time and place for everything. You know what I mean? There's a time to be, uh, you know, there's a time to be misclapping. There's a time to be, you know, a Delta. And there's also a time to, to be a student. Um, and so make sure that you have a balance. Make sure that, you know, you practice really good time management skills. If that means that you need to have a little apprentice program on campus to kind of keep you together, do that. I had, I had two assistants, um, but they were freshmen and, and I didn't, and I didn't treat them, um, you know, like, like an assistant, like, Oh, go get my coffee. Um, it was really more so like a mentorship, um, because they went off and they joined, you know, student government, um, you know, in their own perspective leadership. So it was really more so like a shadowing experience and, and I just made it a mutually benefited relationship, but, you know, um, definitely understand that there's a time and place for everything, you know, especially in a day of age where, you know, Instagram is utilized heavily within your brain, you know, due to COVID and things of that nature. Um, you know, understand that, you know, understand what you signed up for, understand that you've signed up to be um, the representation of your university. Um, so, you know, everything doesn't have to go on social media. And if it does, go put it on your close friends and keep it cute. I feel that. I feel that. So, you know, um, I know you have so much to do and it's Founders Day. So I won't hold you up too long, but I just really enjoyed this interview. Just once again, thank you for coming on. So just tell everybody where they can find you and just what you have coming up for 2021. Who Um, Where you can find me. You can find me on my Instagram, Life is Jalen. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Um, I think it's Life is J, J-A-H-Y. Um, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm really big on LinkedIn. Um, and you can also email me. Uh, my email is in my bio on my Instagram. It's info at jbkeencode.com. Um, some things that I have coming up for 2021. Um, I am finally having an internship program. Okay. I know a lot of people have been asking me. <laughs> a lot of people have been asking me, like, Jalen, when are you going to have interns? I see, you know, um, the HBCU Mr. and Miss Page came in. I know people on their team have been asking me. A lot of, a lot of HBCU students reach out to me. Um, and you know, I want to be a, the best leader I can be, but at the same time, you know, I also want to, you know, you know, get a paycheck <laughs> and keep my clients. And so, you know, I just wanted to kind of find that perfect balance before I announced it. So, you know, I'm really dedicated to pouring back and especially to my HBCU babies, um, be on the lookout. Um, it'll be very, very soon. I don't want to release the date yet. Y'all hold me accountable and then it don't happen, but Q1, I promise you, uh, I'm going to provide that internship experience that I've been wanting to give back. Um, I'm an open book. Um, I'm like the big sister you never had, child. Um, so, you know, follow me on Instagram. I follow back. DM me. I, I may take a little minute, but I'm going to always get back to you. So, uh, you know, <laughs> thank you so much, you know, for getting. Um, thank you so much for reaching out to me. You know, I love HBCU calls. I'm so proud of the platform and how I've literally watch it grow as if it was my own baby so you know you are just doing a damn thing you. and you know like i said if you ever need anything i'm always here what's going on everybody this is randall barnes the founder of hbcu pulse and let me ask you this do you like candy i like candy 
but I like opportunity even more. And that's why I'm pleased to announce that HBCU Pulse has partnered with Ferrara for Snack Packs, a virtual career info session trying to get HBCU students opportunity within Ferrara. You get a chance to learn more about their sales internships and also their manufacturing leadership program. It's going down March 24th from 6 o'clock to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you're encouraged to wear your HBCU gear and also, if you're Greek, your Greek gear. So let's make it happen. Make sure to show up March 24th, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and tell them HBCU Pulse sent you. Register at our link in the bio on HBC Pulse's Instagram, and let's tap in. HBCUs are more than a trend. We're forever a part of the culture. We can can show show you better better than we can can tell tell you. you. A Queen series and HBCU Pulse has you on lock. From royal court to Greek life, sports and campaigns to graduation. We are the number one outlet for HBCU students. Make sure to tap in and learn more at HBCUPulse.com.